Okay, hello and welcome to this uh, new episode of Questioning the Answer. I have with me Anant, who is my co-host for this series, and Rajita. Uh, Rajita, would you want to tell us a little about yourself, what you're doing right now? I am doing my master's in international politics from SOAS. So currently I'm working on my dissertation, the last bit that I need to finish for my master's. Yeah, and I'm here in London for now. Okay. Um, today what uh, we are going to discuss is the role of organized religion in our lives uh, in the last uh, I think 20, 30 years with a, with a lot of technological changes in our lives. Uh, we find our beliefs, our, our social interaction systems have changed. And uh, a lot more people are uh, able to uh, move from city to city or even country to country very often. Yeah. In, in this context, uh, we are exposed to a lot of cultural changes how how do you guys in uh, in your time see organized religion anand you want to go first uh, i have a very pessimistic view on this topic in the sense that i don't see it uh, i don't see the ritualism and the i mean yeah the entire rigid and rigorous nature of all the norms that come with following a religion as necessary. Although I can appreciate the sense of charity and the sense of giving back to the community that certain religions invoke in us. But I believe that those should be separated from the dogmatic uh, interpretations of these religions, which I see as problematic. Okay. Rajita, do you think... Uh... To start with, is there any need for organized religion in today's time? I don't think there is a need. I think religion and spirituality should not be confused. For instance, today I might identify as a Hindu, but I don't think I'm a practicing Hindu in the sense I don't need to go to a temple specifically to pray to God. So that's where I think we do need spirituality till now, but I don't think there is a need for organized religion for us to incorporate into our daily lives. Okay. Uh, on an individual level, I find a lot of people are into organized religion because they, uh, they feel the need to belong. Uh, the question of spirituality that you raise is quite disconcerting when it starts. Uh, whether it is Hindu religion or, or any other religion uh, that one belongs to, I think it is kind of who am I or the redefining of uh, one's, one's understanding of oneself to start with. It is not very easy to take in the first place because it's easier to say, okay, this is who I am, this is what I belong to. Uh, like those forms we take on the government notifications, it's far yeah. more easy saying male, female, this religion, that happens and married, unmarried, those kind of classifications make it easy for us to accept. And the questioning is not very happy. The questioning makes us very uncomfortable. So uh, if, what would you say to somebody like that uh, 
who's struggling with the question itself, saying it is very uncomfortable. I would rather belong to something and go ring the bell in the temple and know that, uh, take some prasadam, do the coconut thing, whatever th that they do. It gives them a sense of peace. How, how would you speak to somebody like that if you had to? I wouldn't dissuade anybody from practicing something. It's something we all adopt on individual levels. So if it's a question of ticking, I will probably be ticking off Hinduism on the list. But that doesn't mean I will be partaking in all the rituals that are associated with the religion at all times. So I think our levels of being engaged with practices that are specifically linked to a religion the frequency at which we perform those activities, I think, are coming down with with each passing generation. Okay. That so is I, my take on it. I I have a I'm private to quite a few people who are into this chanting of names uh, of their particular deities, uh, which is a big deal in a lot of varying religions, and they have the number counting things. Uh, 108 1008 and stuff like that uh, that is rising in smaller communities as i see i'm talking only about india and my particular experience obviously uh, it is given a lot of emphasis so anant uh, while she says uh, something which is which is pertaining to people who think for themselves for sure because it still requires a little jump of saying okay i am not this then who am i by itself, the first time you ask the question is always going to be a little uh, tricky. Vis-a-vis -vis the increase in number of people who are saying if they are going to take the name of this deity or that deity uh, so many number of times, it just gets you into a trance kind of thing and it gives them some kind of peace. Uh, this mm. is my understanding. Uh, I have no uh, experience of uh, uh, belonging to that sort of thought process. So, uh, again, that is still increasing and on the rise, uh, at least in, uh, in present time uh, circumstances, especially with, okay, if I were to just come down to this circumstance where the world has cheated us by not standing up for what it was promising for so long. So now people are trying to fall back upon what their parents said and their grandparents said and maybe, you know, trying to find some solace in that. So how does that kind of praying help or what do you think is leading people to uh, go there and why would you not go there? Okay, so I, it is my personal view that uh, you ascribing to this sort of ritualism to get some sort of temporary peace or temporary respite is largely a result of uh, insecurity in other arenas of life. Oh. There's some kind of vacuum that needs to be filled, and you resort to um, you you resort to religion in this case. So probably job insecurity or economic insecurity, or um, things often get painted with a communal color or a religious or politicized color to detract from economic downturn. And uh, essentially, if there's something wrong in the economy, 
you become distracted by religion which is what as you said they go into a trance like state which dulls their senses which provides them with some temporary respite and it gives you this sort of identity but and to answer your last question as well why i wouldn't ascribe to it is because i always look at the larger picture i uh, if i were to strongly think of myself as hindu before i am indian that is entirely problematic and divisive and only serves to further worsen the situation okay i think you've given a holistic answer i am i am looking for a more uh, individual point of view say uh, rajita at this point of time suppose you had a had a problem that you were unable to grapple with uh, whatever it is it could be personal professional uh, relationships uh, work wise anything and it was really uh, you had used all your intellectual prowess that you have you had used all the ideas that you can think of at this point of time and uh, have still not succeeded for some reason at that time uh, would you not trust i think what was called the opm of the masses at one point of time would you not want to have uh, the faith and belief is more i agree that the vacuum might be a reason i haven't thought uh, that through yet but uh, yeah. whatever the reason at that point your feelings about it make it true for you 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 have come to the end of your thinking prowess and you want to then you say okay i'll marta kya na karta okay i'll do exactly what somebody else is saying let me try that uh, would you mm. at that point of time if you were really pushed against the wall in this in the sense going to performing rituals and stuff anything anything matlab start believing in a process that you are otherwise not believing i am saying when things are very very bad and absolutely difficult to handle would you think okay i would I of course i would of course try to exhaust all the practical ways of going through it be talking to my parents or if it's a health problem talking to doctors i would believe in going to a person who can help me get through the problem for real because there's no guarantee that god is going to help you through but yes like i said there is there is a belief and for that i would probably spare 10 minutes in the morning or something for praying but i don't think i would indulge into a very detailed or intricate form of rituals and perform anything very very detailed there's a difference between that you know spending money on something doing extra extravagant stuff about you know achieving an ends i don't believe in that i would believe in something more simple um so is it a quality of the heart anant that is important instead of because you mentioned one thing that they are trying to fill a vacuum which is basically escapism is what you mean yes and what she is talking about is uh, going to this god or power or nature providence whatever you want to call it uh, with a sense of uh, honesty uh, instead of uh, what osho used to call begging so would you think uh, it is a quality of the heart that is important and uh, people need to befriend the discomfort initially to to reach that point 
I I I'd still stick to what I originally said about uh, escapism in the sense that I'm not someone who can really and this is an opposing view I can't really divorce spirituality from religion. Uh I uh, I mean I totally agree with uh, I don't I acknowledge the escapism on behalf of people but I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. If it helps you it helps you but I only see it as a good thing that helps people to the extent that you don't impose it upon others and that uh, your spiritualism isn't something exclusive so if you want to go to the temple and ring the bell and if that gives you a sense of peace or if you want to go to the mosque you want to go to whatever else you want you also have to acknowledge that uh, with that power comes some responsibility if you are able to enter a temple if you are able to enter a mosque and do that you have to acknowledge that there are millions more who are not allowed to enter such premises so i don't i i think there if there is some romanticism to uh an attempt to divorce spiritualism from religion i i personally don't believe that can be done